You are now listening to In the Streets Radio. Turn up! The conglomerate. I wasn't born last night. I was born on a flight. So high, not a hater in sight. You ain't fly, you're dressed like you might be scared of ice. I'm in the street, my bitch gotta have courage Say. She looking both ways, trying to find Mr. Right yeah. Thinking she can find him, cause she's standing by the light uh. Yo, yo, they ain't loyal So it's your girl Nina Capone in the streets radio, born to talk You already know, it's Tuesday night, we about to turn up We got a live caller, we got an interview tonight So, just to give you a little background on what I'm doing tonight here I do have a new co-host Hello? Okay. <laughs> so we, we messing up mics here and everything. Looks like we got a little short going on. I don't know. So I'm going to blame her. So here's the thing. I got a new co-host. Bring, bring your mic down because you, you got to do some talking here. So what we're going to be doing, we're gonna, we got a new co-host here who is Diva Deej. Some of you may have seen her on my Facebook and Twitter and everything. Um and she's going to be joining me from, from now on, I guess, you know, on the Born to Talk radio um, and Born to Talk TV, which is coming in July. So um, she'll be tuning in. She may jump in. She may not jump in. She may look at me and just not. She may not be ready for this. She may, she going to get ready, right, Deej? Say hi to the people. What's up, y'all? We got 4.2. They can't hear you. You got to talk to them loud. Say what's up, y'all. What's up, y'all? There you go. There you go. There you go. So... <laughs> So now that I didn't put her on the spot, you know, you know, I'm all about embarrassing people. That's just what I do. We, I want to talk about, you know, um, my topic for the night. So, all right, before I jump into that, because I'm, I'm ready, like, to get started. I'm hype. I'm hostile. I'm crazy as usual. The show is doing well. We are back. We are back with Born to Talk. Born to Talk Radio is all about business. It's all about you moving forward, getting started, getting everybody, you know, everybody that's out here being entrepreneurs right now. It's a big business. It's something that's happening everywhere. I, it's like, it's crazy. I got my office phone ringing. Everybody wants to call when you're live on air, but whatever. So what we want to do is we want to start to to kind of just hone in on those who are starting businesses who are out here, who are doing it, who are taking a risk. It's not easy to jump in a business for yourself. So we want to just kind of honor those people and make sure that we are an outlet to make sure they can get online and, and talk about it and share their experiences, share their stories, promote themselves, promote their businesses, and whatever else comes with that, right? So I'm going to pour my, my glass of wine here because y'all know I can't um, get through a show without um, – shout out to Woodbridge. This is – Hosted by Woodbridge, was it Robert Monday? Okay, Robert, yeah, thank you. So, <laughs> my poor co-host and my poor person that I'm about to interview. Wow. So, so needless to say, we have Born to Talk TV coming, huge platform. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wonderful. We will give the artists opportunity. I mean, it's live in studio. You know, we have the big studio. Shout out to my sponsor, New Millennium where we will be filming and putting on a show. I mean, it's going to be crazy. We get an artist, the opportunity to stand on the stage, do their performance, then come sit on the couch, chit-chat with me, and tell me how they're they handling things, you know, how they're doing it. So without further ado, I would like to tell you who I got on the show tonight. I want to play some music, but I'm not going to play a bunch of music because I want to talk to this nice lady because she is just fabulous. You know, um, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. So I'm going to say Callan Johnson Chandler. And she is the owner of Essie's Paper Stationery and Whatnot, which is a desk and accessories company located in New York City, y'all. Essie's Paper was founded by Callan Johnson Chandler, and co- who is also the co-author of the BAP Handbook, which I'll let her talk about. Uh, Essie specializes in modern stationary desk accessories and travel coffee mugs, and she just don't know. I collect mugs, so I was hyped when I seen this. Um, She's going to tell us about her black girl magic items that she has that are flying off the shelves right now. So I know I have to take a trip to New York very soon so I can go ahead and get some of this stuff because this is everything that I love. Right, Khadija? That's right. That's right. So... Without further ado, let's welcome Kaylin. I hope I'm saying, correct me, correct me. We're bringing you on the line. How are you? Kaylin. 
And see, and I said that, and I was like, no, I'm not going to mess it up because there's a hell there, and it switched around. How are you, honey? <laughs> I'm good. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I oh, wish I had some Robert Mondavi, though. You know exactly what I'm drinking then. Yes, yes, yes. I'm like, okay, what does that bottle say? I don't know, but it tastes smooth and wonderful, and I'm enjoying it right now. <laughs> so thank you for being on the show. And we are excited. We've been excited all week. So I've stalked your page. I've seen everything that you do. And I collect coffee mugs. I love so, that. <laughs> and I collect I, coffee I mugs, business. too. And I, I was excited. I was like, oh, my God, somebody else has coffee mugs. So I was super excited to see that I'm not the only person in the world who, who has a thing for coffee mugs. So I want to just kind of jump in here. I know I kind of took, what, like maybe five minutes already. But I want to know, just tell us about, is it, am I pronouncing your company right, Effie's Paper? Yes. And stationery and okay. stationery and whatnot. You are. Awesome. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about your business. So Effie's Paper, Stationery, and Whatnot is a company focused on making your desk and your life pretty. So we focus and we create all sorts of things that make you smile. We've got amazing coffee mugs with cheeky phrases on them. We've got fun pens, stationery, notepads, iPhone cases, wall art, um, enamel lapel pins, notebooks, anything that you could use in your during the day from the time you walk out the door, sit at your desk and leave to go home, we're making it for you. Yes. So are you a designer as well? I'm a self-taught graphic designer. I'm a lawyer by training. And okay. when I started my business, which is now about five and a half years ago, I taught myself how to become a graphic designer. And so at this point, I'm doing all of the graphic design work, not only for the products, but also for the website and, you know, any graphics that you see on our social media feeds, et cetera. And I also do a lot of private label products for other small businesses that are hoping to sell similar products or who need branding help. Love it, love it, love it. Well, congratulations. That's that black girl magic. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm thinking like, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore. I'm going to be a graphic designer. I mean, I mean, and you know what? We have so much in common. I, I was a therapist, and I decided also to be a graphic designer. So you go, girl. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So, so how did you even come up with the idea and the concept for your business? Well, I have always, always loved stationery. And when I was a little girl, my grandmother worked for a greeting card company and always had stationery at her house for my sister and I. In fact, we had like a cabinet in her family room filled with stationery. So I guess you could kind of say it's in my DNA. My grandmother believed in writing a wicked thank you note, having bright red lipstick and always carrying a hanky in your pocket. And those are, those are tenants I follow to this day. But um, quite honestly, when I, the idea, or I guess I should say I had my aha moment was I had joined um, an organization, the Lynx Incorporated. And mm-hmm. when I became a member of my chapter, I was gifted with all sorts of products, it, really mm-hmm. lovely items. And I was writing thank you notes. And I just happened to look up, and the only stationery I had that I really loved, although I love stationery, was the stationery from my wedding. And Mm. that was stationery that I had um, art directed. We had a graphic designer who was based in London who did all of the graphics for me. But because we planned our wedding kind of in short order, and she was in London, and her printers were in India, I had to find a printer here in New York to do some of the collateral for the actual event. Um, And I just learned a lot about the other side of the stationary industry. I knew a lot about it from the consumer perspective. So fast forward, I'm sitting at my desk, I'm writing thank you notes and didn't love much of what was in front of me. And I just thought, you know, I should own a stationary company. I want to have a widget. I want a widget that I can sell online that will sell itself while I sleep. Now, I didn't 
know to think then that my widget was a bit antiquated, but be that as it may, that's, um, I had my aha moment and because stationery was something I associated with my grandmother, the name just came to me. Her name was Effie Hayes. And so my company is named after my grandmother and it's called Effie's Paper. Nice, nice, nice. That's nice. awesome. I think I'm getting a little feedback here. I think I should turn me down. I got such a big mouth over here. So <laughs> I I do. I'm like the wine doesn't help either. It makes I'm me more sure animated. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. That's a good thing. It gives us energy, right? It gives us energy. We're on <laughs> internet radio. We can do what we want, right? So <laughs> I wanted to ask, I'm, I'm going to get off my, I have a list of questions, but I always get off topic because I love interviewing, right? And I told you I can talk for days. So You did. What I wanted to, right, you know, and I'm like, hey, look, I own a show. We can, I could just extend this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I wanted to know is I'm a business owner. Um, mm-hmm. I've owned my business for 10 years, and I do something similar, branding, marketing, things like that. Um, I'm more of a tech geek, so uh, we specialize more in technology. But what's the transition? What's what was the transition of coming out of your nine to five and, you know, just pretty much working for yourself? I mean, I find a lot of people who, who are making that transition now and who've made that in the past have been, you know, r- really skeptical of, of leaping or, um, or making that transition fully. You know, they kind of still hold on to that, what I call the medical insurance in the boss. Right, so, right. How how what were, what were some of the things that you would say you struggled with when making that transition? Oh my God, I was almost sick to my stomach at the idea of thinking about leaving such a steady job. I worked at a big law firm and it was very prestigious, and the idea of leaving and trying to figure out how I was going to pay my mortgage were, was almost too much to handle. Um, and I had a conversation with a girlfriend who just simply said to me, you know, if you take the leap, the net will appear, but you won't know that until you leap. And, you know, had she said that to me on any other day, I don't know if I would have received it in the same way, Mm -hmm. but that really resonated with me. And so when I left my law firm, um, I left and it took a lot of courage and, um, it, it just took a lot to, to make to make that decision. So when I left, right. I didn't quite know what I was going to do. And this is my second business. The first business I had when I left the law firm was styling busy professionals. I was a fashion stylist for busy professionals. Mm. So I was the friend that everybody came to from the time I was probably 14 or 15. If they had a formal event to go to or, you know, a, a first date that they wanted to make an impression um, on or just, you know, we're trying to figure out how they should dress on a daily basis for work and they liked the way that I looked and could I help them out? And so I started that business initially. And as much as I loved fashion and loved helping people get dressed, what I realized was sometimes, at least in my case, turning your passion into a job doesn't always translate into something that you love doing because I didn't know all of the the back end of things. So I didn't know to think about the fact that I was going to be kind of a psychologist and a handholder and (laughs) in addition to a seamstress and, you know, the person who was carting the clothes around and it it was a lot more physical than I knew it to be. So there were just a lot of parts to the job that I didn't love. And I was becoming a bit disillusioned and was looking for something else and kept saying to my husband, I need to have a widget. I want to have a widget. And like I said, then I had my aha moment and made my segue from styling to stationary. Nice, nice, nice. I mean, and I, I, I mean, do I find, do find what, what we're trying to do right, right now with the show is to take it to the point where we're kind of, us, us people who actually made the transition, you know, it's only a handful of us, believe it or not. And we made this transition and we, we faced our fears and we did it, right? And what I'm trying to do with with this new, you know, Born to Talk radio show is to really get people to, you know, get up and close and personal with us so we can kind of answer those questions. So that's where I got my questions from. I literally got my questions from the audience. 
And, you know, and they want to, you know, we have questions. We want to know, like, how did it feel to transition? You know, so I do want to ask, not as a company, but as an individual, what, what's your mission? What's your mission in business here? That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As an individual, my mission in business is to be a role model. And specifically, that's for my nieces. I have three nieces who are aged 10 to 18. They're all really bright young ladies, and I have two goddaughters as well, so I'm going to lump them in, and they fall into that age group. They're all really smart young ladies and have kind of the world is their oyster. They They have so many opportunities to do so many different things and be successful. Growing up, we didn't have, because one, you know, the internet wasn't what it is today. And so growing up, we didn't have the sorts of options that kids coming out of college have today. You know, you were, in my world, you became a doctor, lawyer, Indian chief, engineer, or teacher. And that was it. And I look at being an entrepreneur as something that they can look at and envision themselves being each of these young ladies has had an opportunity and it might only be for a week while they were visiting during the summer, but each of them has had an opportunity to work in my business, to see me work in my business, to meet my employees. And I think that's really powerful. Um, Also because nowadays all of us are living our lives online um, right. particularly as business owners, right? I mean, so much of the marketing Correct. and advertising that we do is through social media. But these right. young people are living their lives online because that's just the way things have, have turned out. And I exactly. want them to have a role model because a lot of their parents aren't online in the same way that they are. So I want them right. to have a role model who is posting responsibly, who's creating content that is empowering and creating products that make them feel good about themselves. So when you ask me about my personal mission, my personal mission is really to be an example for the girls in my life who are very important to me. Okay, and I love that answer because Diva Deej here is my oldest daughter who's 21 years old. And wow, that's she awesome. Is, <laughs> and so we have the same mission. I think we're the same person. I, I have to look you up <laughs> a little farther into this. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, it's it's really, um, it's, I admire you. I admire what you're doing because there's not a lot of women out here who have, you know, who, who look down on, you know, we say we look out in the crowd and we, we pick an audience and say, this is who we're going to aim our mission at, you know, and, and it's important, you know, I think we get in, as a rapper, you know, I could care less uh, 20 years ago being a rapper, you know, everything was the S word, the F word and hell with him and hell with that guy and take his money, you know, and then I kind of changed it up a little bit to try to include <laughs> some messages, you know, because I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Dina, you got daughters. You got daughters. You well, got daughters. Exactly. That's what and happens as you get a little bit older, right? Yeah, you start to think about what you're putting out there into the universe because, you know, they follow us no matter what we think, no matter, you know, hey, I'm not a role model because I'm the, the you know, I've said that over and over again. I'm not a role model. I'm just a rapper. I'm a creator. This is what I do. And after a while, you started. I started to see that they were being molded into me no matter what. So Mm -hmm. I had to change what I was doing, you know, change my focus and make sure that they had something to follow that was more positive, you know. And I commend you because there's not, you know, I I do a lot of interviews. I talk to a lot of women. I do these these conferences and I'm out here and I, you probably seen all of my hundreds of pages and I'm out here and I'm doing all of these things. I'm talking to these, these youth groups and there's a really a small handful of women like you and, and myself. And I, I say I, I don't run into you often, so thank you from the bottom of my oh, heart. Thank you. That's kind of you. I certainly appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, my daughters, they only listen to me sometimes. So <laughs> at least they can check you out. I can, I can leave, like, y'all see Miss Kaylin over there? She's doing her thing. Y'all can at least listen to her. You know, so <laughs> because it's, it's really hard to be a role model for those who know you. You know, those who, you know, especially when you're your mom, 
your mom, well, you're just mom, so you're saying this and you're saying that. But for my daughter to actually, you know, say, oh, Miss Kaylin has her business. Mom has a business too, but, you know, my right. business is just the office that I go to to get away from you and drink wine. So, <laughs> you know, that's my, <laughs> my daughter's cracking up. But that's my business. So your business is something else to look forward to, to see that this is all possible. And this is what I encourage my daughters to do, to become entrepreneurs, to take over this company. Because Lord knows, I'm not going to do it forever, right? So right. this is your right. company. This is what I built it for. So just, again, thank you. So I'm going to keep going because now I'm like okay. so emotionally attached. I'm on Facebook Live. They're probably like, what is wrong? She's drunk. I'm not drunk. It's just I only had a half a, half a bottle. I'll be all right. So, so tell, <laughs> tell us a little more about, like, so I want to kind of hear about the, the, the uh, Black Girl Magic products because I love Black Girl Magic stuff. That just makes me, I feel so magical anyway. But <laughs> I, tell us more about this product that's out here because I'm coming to New York. Well, girl, you can also find me online at effiespaper.com. You know, Black Girl Magic, it's one of those things where I I guess Feather flock together. I have some really amazing women in my life, from my mom to my grandmother, who my company is named after, my sister, my girlfriend. And I've met so many amazing women online and I, I just it's it's sort of like the internet has made it possible for us to really shine in a way that we just haven't before and it's not just the internet I mean obviously it's just times have changed as well right and right. we're living in a day and age where black women can be all that they can be and then some of what they never even knew to dream about becoming Right. And, you know, one of my dearest friends is a corporate lawyer. So something I used to do as well. It's something that she loved and she truly has excelled at. And she became not only the first black woman, but one of the youngest people at her law firm to be the managing partner of her wow. international law firm. Right. I oh, mean, wow. That's amazing. I mean, my other BFF. I'm sitting here like yes, yes. No, we're gonna clap for y'all because this is awesome. Serious. And my other BFF um, worked for four months on the Obama campaign in 2007, um, 2008, and worked. She only worked on the campaign for four months, but worked really, really hard and made a huge impact. And after he was elected, I would say within, I don't know, three or four weeks, she got a phone call and she was appointed to a position at the Department of Justice. You know, and it's, it's things like that where, you know, and these are, these are, these are my girls. Like these are people I have known since my girlfriend who went to the Department of Justice, we've been friends for almost 30 years. And my other girlfriend is like five years less than that. So, I mean, these are people I, I know from way back when. And they're just as normal today as they were then. It's just so that humble, they've worked humble. hard and they're smart. Yes. And they've done right. well for themselves. And to me, that's black girl magic. I mean, look at you yes, know, Serena Williams and, you know, all of the amazing black actresses we're seeing on television who are having an opportunity to really shine or... Chandra Rhymes and just the, the fact that she has the imagination that she has to create right. all of these amazing shows and has been given a platform to do so. And there right. shows that shows and characters that men and women of all colors have fallen in love with. I mean, that's just, yes. that's black girl magic to me. And so that's in thinking about the kinds of products that I wanted to create and, and the way that I wanted to celebrate women and female empowerment, it just sort of made sense to me to create products that focus on that. And so at this point we have, um, I don't know, six, maybe six, seven products that are really about or focus on black girl magic. We've got a couple of notebooks, coffee mugs, um, we have a makeup bag and an enamel lapel pin. Okay. All of oh, which. Um, I'm going to need that. 
I'm gonna need to wear that to my next conference. When I speak, and I want to have my you, black girl magic on. You should, you should, because it, you know, it's just it's it's an affirming thing. You know, it's something that you look at your coffee mug or you put le- your lapel pin on, and it makes you feel good inside. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks if they get it, if they don't get it. It's really something you do for you. Correct, correct. And I mean, it is. And it's important that we we empower ourselves first, you know, just being a business owner. And I mean, some days I, I honestly sit down and just <laughs> drop tears because I'm like, oh, my Girl. gosh. The Who are you telling? Okay. Listen, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I got to get on the radio. I got to rush here. I got to do that. And, you know, it dawned on me that if I relax, calm down and let it happen, it's going to happen. You know what? Because of my black girl magic, and I know I have that. And I, I honestly, I walked away. You know, I was managing the IT department. You know, I was doing good. I was empowered. I was, you know, really loving my role. I was, you know, I'm the the queen of technology for in Philadelphia here. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. I, I need my own. You know. And I started my tech firm ten years ago, but I didn't give it what I gave the company that I work for. And I felt, I felt like I was ripping myself off, you know, and that's one of the things that I want to, you know, my mission, my mission, my personal mission is to make sure that we as black women, we as black business owners, not just the women, but we as black business owners don't rip ourselves off. We don't Mm -hmm. go take that super duper magic power, that black power that we have and put it into someone else's business when we can put it into our own. So that's yeah. my mission. That's my new mission. It's what I do when I wake up in the morning right now. It's I'm on it. I'm driving everybody in my house crazy with it, and <laughs> I'm happy about it. I am. You know, when you have a, when you have children who are, my daughters are 17 and 21. I mean, I'm like, get in the office. you got to help me. This is the plan. <laughs> this is your new job. And they're like, Mom, but you told me to do something yesterday. <laughs> but you <laughs> – and I'm like, that's all right. I'm writing you a new job description, you know, and you, you really want to excel. I, my goal is to help people. So my company slogan is a little bit of everything. And it's because that's what I do. When people walk in after they quit their job and they say, hey, I'm starting my business, I'm, I open my office up to them. Come in here and cry with me. And, you know, you, you wow. need wine. You, uh, you know, I was a therapist for 10 years. And being a, a counselor and a therapist and sitting there and understanding what people go through. And then I, I left there and I became a financial analyst. And Oh my gosh. So you've done a lot of different things. Okay. So yeah, we, oh, we might be the it, same person or like, you I, know, I, I, I think we are from another I mother or something. I, I think we're twins. I finally <laughs> found my twin. I think it's happening. And, you know, and I, I look and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I put the two together because what I started to do was to relate finances to the psychological standpoint. And oh my God. Boom, yeah. that's what's happening. People are the weakest because of finances. They're, the fear is created because of finances. Sure. The stress totally. is created because of finances, you know? And when you put all of that together and you can address that, that's magical. When you can say, I'm not worried about those things, that's where the magic comes in. But this is about you. So <laughs> we're going to get back to you because I have more questions, right? So I want to know now, I mean, because new business owners are listening and most of my clients are listening in. And the next thing is, how do you advertise? How do you get your name out there? How do you put your business out there to the world? Well, you know, there are lots of different ways to, to, to go about it. And to be perfectly honest with you, it's something I'm still trying to figure out. Um, I do a lot. So I have a newsletter and, um, I have learned over the course of time that my best form of advertising are satisfied customers. So Mm. friends and family who, you know, were, were my customers initially, right. And they would buy products for friends and then their friends would have a positive experience with the brand and then they would buy and, so on and so on. So I would say first and foremost, friends and referrals are, are my best advertisers by far. But in terms of kind of just formal advertising, we have a weekly newsletter that comes out twice a week and it talks about everything from new products that we have coming down the line 
to sales and promotions, obviously, but we also talk a lot about just lifestyle and healthy eating, healthy mm-hmm. living, um, nice. you know, recipes, just different things that are going on in my world. Yes, that we think, you know, <laughs> others might find interesting. And I'm very consistent about that. It comes out every Wednesday and every Friday. And that way people are are anticipating. Um, We've done a little bit of advertising on both Facebook and Instagram, like paid advertising. But um, at this point, I have to tell you, I'm kind of in love with Instagram. And um, I've really been focused, I would say, in the past 18 months or so on Instagram and working to have a very consistent feed, look and feel to help people learn more about me, about the brand, about what our mission is. Um, And then I would say a a third or maybe this is fourth component, and particularly for your listeners who are thinking about starting a product business or have a product business, um, is Etsy. I have an Etsy shop. And what's great about Etsy is that it's a built-in marketplace. So it's very similar to Amazon. You know, if you see a dress or you see a pair of shoes or you need to buy something for your kitchen, oftentimes you just hop on Amazon, right, to find what it is that you're looking for. Etsy is very similar. And so people are coming to Etsy looking for certain types of products. And um, I was not all that interested in Etsy when I first started out. (laughs) I thought it was something that was for, you know, DIY moms and that wasn't the category I fell into, but I've come to learn that it, it and at the platform has grown quite a lot, but I've come to learn that it is a place that people are coming to looking for the kinds of products that I sell. And okay. if you get on Etsy and learn to understand their particular search engine optimization, you can do a lot of great advertising on a, on that platform, within that platform, and drive traffic to your site. Nice, nice, nice. All right, all right. And see, you know, I think with Etsy, it's, a, um, like you said, a lot of people have that, you know, kind of register in their head. Oh, that's for moms who sew blankets. Because <laughs> honestly, right. that's what I thought it was, too. When I, before I start marketing and advertising, um, before I started my firm, I was like, well, nobody's going to go on Etsy for what, like, I do digital marketing. Who cares, right? And again, uh, it's one of the places where I find most of my business. So it's it's funny. I think you know, um, having an open mind, um, really researching things, and kind of looking a little deeper into uh, resources that we we especially free resources that we don't occasionally you know we kind of look over. And I think Etsy yeah. is one of the things that a lot of us uh, designers and digital marketers and marketing specialists, we just kind of glance over. Like, I don't make blankets or name tags, so I don't care. <laughs> I'm not looking at that. Because <laughs> you do. You feel like that's what it is, you know. So I do want to ask another question because – Wait, but let me – I want to follow up. I want to follow up with one thing on, on that note. Okay. I would say the other area for my advertising marketing um, is PR. And um, I've been doing a lot of I've I've worked with some PR professionals and I've had some good luck with that. But I've also done a lot of DIY PR. Um, And there are some good DIY organizations out there for solopreneurs or small businesses. So Um, so let me have you talk a little bit about that, because a lot of your our listeners don't know what the DI. I mean, of course, we we live DIY. Right. So talk a little bit about the DIY. First, let's talk, you know, do it yourself. So let's say what that means. And and if I can have you kind of touch on that a little bit more, because I think it's important for our new business owners to understand what that is and what that means to what we do. Well, my life is DIY at this moment, but um, (laughs) to answer your question with respect to PR, um, you are pitching bloggers or magazines or media outlets on your own. And so that means that you need to create a media kit and you need to, you know, have your elevator pitch down so that it's 
like the two second thing if you're actually in the elevator with someone or at a networking event, but it's also the email that you're sending out to people, introducing yourself, telling them a bit about who you are, what your company is, and why they should consider featuring you in their upcoming publication. And um, the two organizations that I've worked with that have been really great, um, one is called Tin Shingle, T-I-N Shingle, and the other is called Sabina, S-A-B, as in boy, I-N-A, knows. Um, great PR professionals who have dedicated their businesses to helping small business owners learn how to to get publicity on their own without having to pay a monthly retainer to a PR firm. Nice. And so they and teach you, you how to me. do all these things. Yeah, they, they, exactly. They teach you how to put your media kit together. They teach you how to pitch the press. They've got um, information on the editors because the editors are always changing at these different publications and, you know, when right. you should send right. out your pitches for holiday, that kind of thing. So that's, that is, it's, it's, it's a lot of work up front, but it's certainly not to be discounted. Awesome. awesome. And I, honestly, that's how you found me because um, I try to explain this to people all the time and you just did a way better job than me. <laughs> like, wait, like you got to put yourself out there. That's my only answer. So, you know, it's, it's one of the outlets that I, I make myself public in for people like you, because you are the, you are my audience. You are, mm-hmm. you know, you fall into the group of people that I look for and there's as much we say it like it's easy, but there's a strategy to it. There's a strategy to finding those outlets. Um, you know, um, it's it's not just kind of on the surface. And I think a lot of people think that it is. They're like, oh, I googled it. I looked for it. And I'm like, no, you have to look a little harder. You have to search this, right? So yeah, um, it's one of the things where I make my show available because my aim is towards entrepreneurs and the DIY people, because those are the most important people to me in my show. So what do you, and and this is a crazy question because I'm in the process of hiring and firing and building a team. And, you know, for a marketing firm, it's, you know, I need energy, right? I need super Mm -hmm. duper high level energy. I need you to understand wine. I need you to drink wine with me. I need you to be happy. I need you not to get drunk. (laughs) You go to events and represent me, right? So what do you look for in an employee? That's a great question. Um, Let me start off and say, and let me knock on some wood, I have been really, really lucky. I have had some amazing, amazing young ladies work in my business. And initially, I I didn't know what the formula was. Over the course of time, what I have learned is the people who work best in my business are people who love my products and who buy into me and who are loyal to me and who want to help me be successful because they realize that if my company is successful, that means that they're going to be successful and they're, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring them along for the ride. So a great example is a young lady who started out with me when she graduated from college about three and a half years ago, almost four years ago now as an unpaid intern. And Mm -hmm. Six months in, or maybe about four and a half months in, you know, we had a conversation of, you know, how are you feeling? Is this working for you? It's working for me. And she came on board as a paid intern and was doing kind of all all different sorts of things in the business. It was just sort of whatever needed to be done. She came in a couple of days a week and and had a task of things to take care of. Um, As I began to focus more on social media and had an opportunity, you know, at this, by this point, I knew her a little bit better and had an opportunity to assess her skill set. I thought, you know, she'd be really good at social media. She's got an art history background. She was a minor in graphic design. So as I'm still learning these programs, she can help me with this. So I put her in charge of our Instagram feed. And it was at a time okay. when I didn't have, I, I couldn't think about Instagram. I had far too many other things going on. <laughs> right, right. And right. for about a year, she ran with it on her own, and she did a great job because we, we didn't have a strategy. We were trying to understand what it was. Right. Um, 
And she came to me and about a year later and said, I really love working with you. I really love what I'm doing, but I'm kind of having a quarter life crisis in living in New York post college with a couple of internships. I don't think I can swing this any longer and I'm going to move home. And so my heart stopped because I was like, no, I I, I can't lose you. And I was like, okay, well, what are, you know, what are you thinking about doing? And she was like, well, I mean, I think we could work virtually. I wouldn't be able to come in and like, you know, obviously help with some of the like packaging orders and that kind of thing. But, you know, I'm hoping we could figure out a way to work virtually where I could really just kind of take over all the social media. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. And I said, yes, we can do that. I said, but now what are you going to do when you get home? Are you going to look for a job in an art gallery? Are you going to look for a nine to five? Like, what, what's your plan? And she was like, I don't know. I'm having a quarter life crisis. And I said, well, look, I know a lot of entrepreneurs. And I sing your praises to anybody who will listen. I could help you start a business if you, if you want. I know enough people who are looking for somebody to take over their social media. Would you want to do that for other businesses? Mm. And she said, oh. And it just happened that we were having this conversation on a Friday. And I said, look, why don't you think about it over the weekend? Let's talk again on Monday. And if this is something you think you'd like to pursue, I will put you in touch with my friends and see what we can do. And so that's, in fact, what happened. And now this young woman who, like I said, we're about four years in together, is my social media manager. She's, we have mm-hmm. interns who work underneath her. She has her own business where she is the social media manager for a number of other small businesses. Okay. And those are the sorts of things that I want to do for the people who come into my business and show me that they're loyal to me and they want to help me grow my business. So that's kind of a long explanation, but really it's finding people who you connect with, who get you, who get your quirks because we all have quirks, who love you in spite of them and who are going to work hard in your business because they know that ultimately that's going to pay off for everybody. Right, right, right. And it's important. I mean, I have OCD, so I've been diagnosed. (laughs) And working for me is like, oh, my God, if you move her cup, she's going to know. And I keep my mugs. Literally, I have to send you a picture. I keep my mugs on the table. So when I come in in the morning, I know if anybody touched my my mug. Right. Because my mugs say flawless. I woke up like this. And oh. each one has a different saying on them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so I, I, it's just outrageous. I'm crazy. I'm like a crazy person. I'm like, oh, my God, who touched my desk? Because I know <laughs> if, how I left everything. And, you know, not to be a pain, but that it's, it's, it's just how you are. Just, it's, it's who I am. I call it, I yeah. say it's my disability, guys. Listen, I should get a check, but I'm not. So we need y'all have to deal with it, right? So we try to deal with this and we try to get through. I have uh, social media pillows on the couch and I'm telling you, I'm going to send you a picture of this stuff. It's outrageous. And if anybody moves the social media pillows around, I know, and I lose my mind about it. So working for me is not easy. I've, I've actually had um, a disgruntled employee who, because Ooh. I'm very particular, who actually managed my calendar. And the, oh, wow. the craziest thing happened. I'm going to share this on, on live on it to all four million people who listen to me and my nonsense. I'm going to say that this woman decided to delete my calendar, which oh yeah, uh huh, uh huh. But see, what she don't know is I'm a technologist. I have backups of everything. Okay, you can't <laughs> get me. So, but so, the only thing you will be is fired. Okay, but. You know, it just, it, it kind of, it, and she's a beautiful person. She's really, really nice. She started out helping me with events and planning and putting things together and just the total, you know, you have an event, you have to clean up and you're like, oh my God. So she was like, she's like the ultimate person. And then she like, I don't know, she went through this bad relationship. And she turned against me. I'm like, hey, I'm not him. I don't even look like him. What are you doing? Why are you so mad at me? And, 
So, you know, I, I had that experience and I had to just like kind of delete her and take her off for everything. And it was disturbing. It was so sad. And like, you know, cause I wanted to see her grow with my company, but yeah. I know she won't, but you know, you, you kind of look at things and that's why I wanted to know, like, what do you look for an employee? Because this woman was awesome. She was good at everything. She was like a little clone of me. Like I could really create her into what I wanted her to be. But unfortunately she had some deep, down anger issues and I didn't have pills to fix that so I had to let her go (laughs) well that was probably in both of y'all's best interest oh it Um, was because I'm a fighter I was a rapper right so you already know what's going to happen (laughs) yeah so that that probably worked out for the best but um I don't know if you do this I mean like I said I look for people who kind of get me but I also as I'm looking at resumes and I'm interviewing people and talking with them, I'm also looking for people who have strengths in areas that I don't. So I'm not an Excel chart person. I'm not a numbers person. I am not a, Ooh, let's make, let's put it in a graph and make it pretty. I'm not the person who can, you know, do a deep dive on SEO. It kind of makes my eyes swim and it sounds like the Charlie Brown adult. And so, (laughs) You know, for those sorts of things, like I have an amazing, I've, I've, I've been lucky. I've had a couple of amazing assistants. And what I need in those young ladies are people who are really good at that stuff and who, who will right. figure it out, who will put it in a chart, and who will force me to sit down and look at it. Um, right. So right. in addition to getting me, I also look for people who have strengths that I don't have. Awesome. And that's important. That's definitely important because that's how you build a team. I mean, yeah. honestly, you know, I, I have a new intern starting th- at the end of the month. And one of the things I find in him, he's analytical. Mm-hmm. I am all over the place. I'm an artist. So, you know, I like lines and pretty colors. <laughs> I'm like, it what? Exactly. What numbers? Yeah. You know? <laughs> you you know, want something so. pretty? I can make it pretty. Yeah, I can make it pretty. <laughs> but you want me to put it in order? What do you mean? You know, so um, I'm bringing this guy in and he goes, he's a Temple graduate. Well, he's going to Temple, actually. He's about to be a Temple graduate. And like he's he's worked for me in my previous uh, company and he's awesome. So I'm excited to bring him on board along with my daughters. Um, you know, my daughters, I'm more long branching for CEO status because mm-hmm. I want a vacation for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all, right? It's like the most outrageous thing to say, but I really do. I want to just take a vacation and never come back and take my mom with me. And we like sip wine, fine wine and talk trash. And we talk about people and sit on the beach and be fat. <laughs> so that's, that's my goal, you know, and I'm like, I had two daughters. I mean, that's what my life is supposed to be about. So, so you explained the employee and that's, that's so, so important because hiring people has been a huge challenge for 90% of my clients personally, you know, when they come in, the issue is that they had an employee who built a website and now the website doesn't work and they don't know how to do it and they hate them now and they, they can't get access to their um, domain name and things like that. So what, so, you, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, finding a good employee is like, I don't know, I guess it's like a hundred, you know, it's a hundred percent of which you got to do right, you know? Um, <laughs> so I do, I want to talk about location. And I want to mm-hmm. talk, I'm going to kind of give you a brief story of why I want to talk about location. Because me and my, I'm the biggest mistake maker ever on the planet Earth. So I made the biggest mistake and I, I moved my business into a county where it was cute and subtle and it's like a pretty town and all that stuff. And I didn't get any business, right? So now I just recently relocated into the hood. I'm in a deep down hood now and everybody knows that I'm here. And they're like, yo, what up? I'm like, what up, yo? Come on in. What's up? <laughs> You know, like I get to be, I get to be the most outrageous, craziest person ever, and still have my pretty signs and things up. And I realized I get way more business because I wasn't targeting my market. You know, mm-hmm. um. So I want to talk about your location and what made you choose that location because it's so important when starting a business. Well, my location is online, and you can find us online. Um, on Etsy at Effie's Paper and at our URL, which is Effie'sPaper.com. Up until last November, um, I was running my business out of my home. I now have a studio that I work out of and that my assistants come to, but I don't have a standalone store. Um, Okay. And so 
people shop with us online and that's working that's working well for me. I, I don't know that I want the responsibility of having a, a standalone store to be perfectly honest with you. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a whole nother ball game. You know, look, I don't blame you. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> People come looking at my door now. They're like, what is she doing now? She got microphones out. Is she on the air? You know, <laughs> you don't want it. Like, this is this is my overall business. It's everything in one. So, yes, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a headache. It's a headache. <laughs> it really is. So so how's, how's it going just kind of being solely online? How How is that for business? Like, what would you, how would you define your own, your day-to-day operations? How does it work for our online business? Just how does the business run? Yeah, like so. Yeah, well, I mean, like, okay, so when you work in a um, traditional job, you go in, and I'm just really comparing the the nine to five compared to running your own online. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no day is ever the same day. I mean, for me, um, and I still work from home twice a week because my office is not that big. So when my girls are in the office, there's really not enough room for all all of us to be in the office with the product and the printer and the computers, et cetera. Um, For me, what's really important is getting out of the house every day in the morning and having kind of a mini commute. So I will go out and get coffee. I typically go to the gym. I come back and then that's when I get started And I think that having worked at a large law firm for a long time, I'm a fairly disciplined person, and I create a to-do list every night just like I did at the firm so that I I know in the morning when I sit down at my desk what the three most important things are that I need to get done. And then I have a to-do list that, you know, might run over, and it it really – no day is the same. So here's a great example. This morning, um, I noticed that a couple of orders had come in overnight and then four or five more came in, you know, by about like 10 a.m., which is we're kind of in a slow season. I was like, okay, this is great. Well, the next thing I noticed is that they all like immediately canceled. Like there's something wrong. And so I – then, you know, so I had to kind of go through all the steps to figure out what was going on. I had to get my web developer involved. And long story short, my authorized net plugin for my WooCommerce shopping cart had expired. I, you know, is that what I would typically do? No, but was today a typical day in that something went wrong? There was a, there was a fire that had to be put out? Yes, there's always, right. there's always fires that have to be put out. And yeah, there are oftentimes when you know, you think you're going to be focused on creating new product or working on the wedding suite that you have promised this client that you're going to have to them by next Monday. (laughs) And, you know, all hell breaks loose and you, you know, you got to put your fingers in the dike and stop the water from going out. Exactly. So, you know, my day consists of strategizing with Chloe, my social media manager, you know, look, we try to plan kind of two weeks out what our feed is going to look like, what our uh, newsletters are going to consist of. I talk with Aubrey, my assistant, about various requests that have come in and you know how we're going to respond to those. I am um, fielding requests from people for custom orders or people, you know, wanting to have a consultation to think about how they start their own business. I mean, it just, it it just varies. And so what I have learned is that I have to be very specific with my time and I've, I've started to use and have a lot of um, systems in place Mm -hmm. so that when I do get sidetracked, it's very easy to get back in. So, I mean, a great example, I mean, the phone is probably the phone and, and, and phone calls, I should say, and social media are the biggest distractions that I find. And (laughs) so I use a program called, I think it's called phone tag. They, they've changed a lot, but I never, answer my phone when it rings. I always let it go to voicemail. And the way this program works is it transcribes the voicemail and then sends you an Mm -hmm. email. Mm -hmm. 
And that way I can very quickly look at that email and determine if it's something, one, that I need to respond to immediately or not. Two, if it's something I can forward to my assistant and have her deal with. Three, if it's something I need to handle. But I can do that, you know, in a matter of five seconds versus actually having a phone conversation with someone that could take, you know, even just a, a quick chat could take five to 10 minutes of my time. Exactly. Exactly. And time is money when you're working for yourself. I've, I've learned that the hard way. Um, <laughs> as yeah, you hear my phone ringing right now, I'm like, it's like nine <laughs> o'clock. Who's calling my office right now? Seriously. Like, what do you want? You know, um, I think that's one of the things you kind of, I mean, and in my business, you know, being that consulting, that coach, you know, that consultant and that coach, you know, people want to talk to you all the time. And I'm like, okay, you have to, so what I start doing is I, I start stressing people out, but um, I use Visita, and it charges them <laughs> before they can talk to me. So <laughs> after a while, what is I that called? I like that. It's called Visita. I'll send you the link, and okay. I'm one of the builders of it, so I can definitely show you how to use it <laughs> and all that good stuff. But it's it's awesome. It makes them pay before they can talk to me before they have that appointment scheduled. You know, because I open my calendar up, I let my people schedule themselves. Schedule your time. That's great. Because for each and every second of my day that you take up, I get paid for it. Because you cannot schedule that appointment. It does not reach my calendar until you make your payment. And that's wow. the board. And it's so important because people don't understand when you work for yourself, every minute counts. Mm-hmm. Every minute counts. And it, it's, it's outrageous. And I'm not going to go on too longer, too much longer. We didn't take a music break or nothing. And I, I just, I'm so... <laughs> I met my twin and I love it. <laughs> we talked for the whole hour. This is awesome. This is so great. So this is a great interview. But I do want to ask one question. If you had one piece of advice to someone who's just starting out, what would it be? My advice would be to really do your research. Make sure that this is something you want to do. I'm finding that there Everybody, I'm finding that people seem to think it's really easy to start a business and be online and are jumping into projects and spending money on having websites built out or purchasing inventory um, and not really understanding that the people you're looking to and comparing yourself to are probably four or five years ahead of where you are. And while it may seem easy, it's not. And there are lots of days that I really love what I do, but there are lots of days where I'm pulling my hair out. Right. And um, I think you owe it to yourself to do your research, learn about the industry you're hoping to go into, And by learn, I don't necessarily mean call somebody or email somebody and ask them to tell you how they did it. I mean, get online, you know, use Google, let your fingers do the walking and do some research and read and educate yourself so that if you do have an opportunity to get that person on the phone or get in front of them at a networking event, you're asking intelligent questions. You are showing that you've done some research and you're trying to figure things out and you're looking for some guidance as opposed to looking for somebody to hand you a blueprint. Right. Um, But I, I can't underscore how important it is to research what you're doing, you know, from everything to I'm building a website and I should, which shopping cart should I use? Well, there are a bunch out there. Right. And they all have different pros and cons. You should take some time and investigate. And just because not, you, take you can always time, contact me, I'll charge you <laughs> or hire somebody. But <laughs> that's you know, me. And, and it doesn't it doesn't mean that you do the research or you investigate, and you're going to end up in the right place. You're, you're, this, right. this path is going to take all sorts of twists and turns, but. Right. You will, put, you'll, you will put yourself in a much better position if you do some of the research up front and you just have an understanding of what you're embarking upon up front. 
I am right. one of those people right. who I have an idea and I'm ready to hit it. You know, I'm hitting it on all fours. I'm full steam. And I think a lot of us are that way. It's not the best way to be. You know, I wish no. that no. I wish, for example, when I had started, I, I when I started, I had a bootleg website that my childhood BFF knew a little bit about coding and was able to make for me. I, you know, and she had said to me, maybe you should just start on Etsy, Kaylin. I think it's free. I don't think it costs that much money. And I was like, I'm not doing Etsy. I need to have my own website. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I just should have started on Etsy and I should have gotten proof of concept. And, you know, so I've done things a little backwards and I, I can't say that I would redo anything. But if someone coming to me were to say, what should I do? I would say, do your research. Right, and, and now you become, uh, we were off air, but we are still recording. So you become now a, a, a resource, and, and that's important because, you know, a lot of people starting out, I mean, the, honestly, what I charge for is that kind of information, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a consultant, and my company is called My Biz Consulting, and that's what we do. We get people to not make those mistakes, you know. I've made every single mistake. <laughs> I think I have a list. I like I post this big giant list up in my office. Like, hey, you want to know? I can screw it all up. I did that. Okay, so you know, just kind of doing that on my behalf. And I know a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, and I've gained trust with being um, an entertainer and being uh, being a radio host for many years and being a radio station owner. Um, I've reached out to people, you know, and I've gained a level of trust with people where they'll come to me and say, hey, I want your advice because, you know, I trust you because, you know, you have a radio station that's been around for 12 years. You know, Mm -hmm. you have a radio station that's reaching 13 countries, you know, so it's it's a big, big accomplishment. And honestly, I didn't know until someone asked me and I ran a report. (laughs) And I was like, you know, let me run (laughs) a number. You know what your reach was, did you? Yeah, and they're like... (laughs) What's your reach? I'm like, what's my reach? You know what? I can probably run a report for that because I do grab that information. And don't look at it, but I do grab it. You know, and I was able to pull that information and say, holy crap, I'm reaching Russia. I'm reaching Brazil. I'm reaching Australia. And just to know that, you know, um, I, I know I'm selling records there, but I didn't really realize that the radio station was reaching those, that audience. And, um, you know, it it was kind of a, a, a level of satisfaction faction to instead of saying hey I'm reaching 4.5 million listeners but to send a report to actually document and show my reach was like I almost fell out of my chair I was like hey I am dope you are dope. <laughs> I need okay, another bottle awesome. of wine <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm like hey you know but you you get there and you're like wow I'm doing this because I do it from such a, a level that of humbleness you know, I'm humble. I'll talk to anybody. I hug people because I'm crazy. And my husband's like, well, you just can't jump off the stage and hug people. And I'm like, but they, that lady needed a hug. Did you see her? She needed a hug. You know, <laughs> I am that person. And I, I, I definitely love people. I have an awesome love for people. And, you know, everything I do, I mean, whether it's the radio show or the TV show or just the consulting in itself, it's, it's something that I do to reach out to people. And I love meeting people like you. You know, who can who I can say, hey, I know this lady, <laughs> even though I don't, you know, I take credit anywhere. I'd be like, I do know Kaylin Johnson Chandler. I do know her. OK, I'm going to New York and then we're going to have coffee and our pretty we mugs. Definitely you're are. Not gonna yes, we are. Because I'm coming. To, look, I tell people all the time, I don't have a job. I can just get up and go to New York. Like, I work for me. I mean, I do have a boss that I created in my head. You know, and he, he kind of clocks me and, you know, he writes me up and he gives me pink slips and stuff and he tells me he's going to fire me and all those type of things. But I, I manage him, so he has he doesn't really matter. So <laughs> I, I like to do things <laughs> like take trips and things like that. So I will be coming to New York to just to celebrate you because you are awesome. I will be bringing my daughters because it's important that they understand what I do. Um, but we're coming soon, so... I do. We look. We're off the air, but anybody that's tuned in can still hear us. 
So I do want you to share your website and your social media. I'm going to continue to promote you. Please also keep me in mind. Send me emails. You're not killing me. I'm not mad. I will never get angry. I have an assistant. She'll check it. And we'll get you posted on our website because we want to promote what you do because it's very, very, very important to me that, you know, not only businesses and small and entrepreneurs and women, but black businesses get, you know, the notoriety that we need when we're growing because we we don't really have – a medium to to really promote ourselves like that. So that's what I'm trying to create here. So definitely send me all the wonderful promotions. Keep me in a loop. Spam me. I'll get mad. I'll yell at you from here. You won't hear it. You won't know. And we'll still post it because that's what I do. Well, we so, will be adding you to the list this evening, my dear. And I certainly, certainly appreciate it. This has been awesome. Thank you. Can you just share your website and social media so my listeners can follow you and stalk you with me? And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My yeah. website is effiespaper.com, E F is in Frank, F is in Frank, I E S is in Sam, paper.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Effie's Paper. And on Facebook, we're at Effie's Paper Stationery, Stationery with an E. Nice, nice, nice. So thank you so much, Kaylin. It's been a pleasure. I will be in touch. I'm going to send my follow-up email thanking you to be on the show. And you just thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for everything that you do, what you stand for. And I will also keep you in a loop and support you. So if you need anything, you have a special you're running, you want to do another interview, just yell. I'm here. Okay. and you know what, Nina? I wanted to give your... um listeners a discount code that will be valid through Friday on epipaper.com it's black girl magic for 15% off anything on the site black girl magic y'all hear that black girl magic for percent off everything on the site so y'all better hurry up y'all better hurry up because my daughter writing it down right now she like mom I don't know I get paid this Friday so (laughs) I know when to get my black girl magic stuff right now (laughs) I'll be on a website in a few minutes. So, again, thank you for just joining us this evening. We definitely appreciate you. And you'll be able to pull this off and give it to your fans and promote it and everything. So we definitely appreciate you for being on the show. And we'll be in touch soon because we're going to invite you back, okay? Thank you, Nina. I really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. You have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. It's your girl, Nina Capone. We are out of here. Yo, that was the amazing, wonderful, phenomenal black magic woman. Yo, we don't get those type of people out here right now from Effie's Paper, Stationery, and whatnot. Make sure you check her out. Her website, again, is Effie'sPaper.com. That's E-S-S-I-E-S Paper.com. Make sure you support her and check out her business. It's so important to just, you know, it's all about black business, you guys. And it's amazing. And I just want to thank her for being on the show. It's your girl, Nina Capone. We got Diva Deej. Uh, Block Talk. What is not, we're not on Block Talk. <laughs> Industries of Radio. <laughs> this is what happened when you have too many uh, wood bridges. But Industries of Radio, um, Born to Talk Radio. And and we're out of here. It's time for us to go, y'all. So. Industries Radio, Nina Capone. Capone. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.